At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And welcome in, fine citizens. Happy Manning Monday. Happy Michigan Mondays. We'll get to an update on Michigan and Michigan State as we are now six weeks away from opening night for the Spartans and opening night or opening afternoon on Saturday for the Wolverines. And we got a lot to get to today and a crazy weekend at the Open Championship. The Tigers probably ended out the first half of the season, the technical first half of the season, uh, you know, the best way they could have with a rainout uh, as the game could be played with uh, rain in, in Cleveland to make it up August 15th because the Tigers have been as good as they were in that 8-2 and two over 10 stretch and winners of six in a row, they have been just as bad, losing four in a row, losing uh, eight of nine, and all to the division after beating, you know, the division like a drum with that, you know, huge four-game sweep over the Guardians, then, you know, two in a row against the White Sox. Ever since then, it has been really rough going. The only game the Tigers have won in the last couple of weeks is against the Royal, or last week plus, excuse me. The Royals, 7-5, to five, the third game of that series. Otherwise, they have gotten blasted by the Royals. They lost 3-1 to one to Kansas City, 5-2, to 4-0 to the Guardians. Back and forth game, they almost won a couple days ago. The 6-5 loss on Friday, and then lost 10 to nothing uh, yesterday. Just garbage. And, and listen, this team, and we're going to talk about the Tigers in the second half, uh, you know, throughout this week, during the All-Star break week on the show, uh, focus more of that, uh, more about that on, on the terrific Tuesday show. They're thirty-seven and fifty-five, and yes, there's been injuries, and yes, they're a team that I didn't expect to be a true contender 
possibly maybe a fridge wildcard contender this year. But th- what, this is unacceptable. They should be better than this in year, what, five of the rebuild. This was the year where they should be close to 80, 82 wins. They had 77 last year. You know, great second half. Maybe the Tigers will this year again. And at least flirt with the extra wild cards that are now in Major League Baseball. And they're not even close. I mean, 18 under 500 at the break, just disgustingly bad. And you look at where they're at when it comes to the division. 12 games out of the division. It's not like the Twins are running away with it. They're 50 and 44 of the Twins in first place. And the Tigers are 12 and a half out of the wild card. I mean, only Oakland. I mean, the Kansas City's 13 and a half, but Oakland's 18. And the Nationals are 19. No other teams, I mean, I guess the Cubs and the Reds, if you look at the NL, 14 and 14 and a half, but no other teams are really over double digits. And we're just at July 18th. So really bad first half. Uh, I'm going to do some grades for the Tigers on the show tomorrow. But I can tell you right now, the overall grade, is, it's its not going to be an F, but it's not going to be that far off. There have been some bright spots, but setting Torkelson down, that's not good. And obviously, Mize being out for up to maybe over a year, that's not good. Uh, of course, Riley Green has been a bright spot, and Cabrera was hitting for a minute, and then ever since he got named to the All-Star game, he's been batting pretty badly. Uh, not, not, not a good situation with the Tigers, and the... Fire Alavila stuff is getting bigger and bigger. Chat threads that I'm on, you know, looking on Twitter, uh, you, you know, just the general feel of Tigers fans is that Alavila's got to go. And yes, he's he's built this team to have some nice young pieces, but the, the team is not moving forward this year the way they should have. They have a minus 112 run differential. That is just awful. Uh, but also, you know, we, we didn't get the outright we wanted in the Open Championship, you know, we had a lot of guys that could have made moves. I mean, Shane Lowry was flirting with making a move on Friday, and then Saturday did great, but just too much Rory and too much, uh, you know, Victor Hovland on Saturday. But I still feel very good about the plays we made. I mean, of course, I love Cam Smith. I've given you Cam Smith both times he won this year until here. And what a what an incredible day for Cam Smith. Cam Smith... With 64-64 in round two and four. Never been done in a major before where you had two rounds 64 or better. Minus 20 relation to par. No one's ever done that in any major ever. And listen, you feel for Rory McIlroy because it was his tournament to win. Cam Smith, you, you know, he definitely took it from him. But Rory, in a way, gave it to him as well. I mean, you got to, I'm not taking anything away from Cam Smith. And, and what a worthy winner, you know, it's been 28 years since an Aussie won the Open Championship. You know, Norman obviously had success there, but it, it, this was a great win for a great guy in Cam Smith. His whole team, they're so emotional. I love that. But Rory could not make a putt. And when you shoot a 70 on the final day after shooting a 66, 68, 66, it's probably not going to be good enough. But if he makes one or two more putts, it probably was good enough. And he didn't finish in second. He finished behind Cam Young who birdied that last hole, or eagled the last hole, excuse me, uh, to get to 19 under. But we had Tommy Fleetwood. He finished tied for fourth. You know, we made a play over the weekend, or on Friday, excuse me, on DeChambeau. He finished tied for eighth. I hated taking a live tour guy. Uh, you know, we had Tyrell Hatton tied for 11th. We had Lucas Herbert tied for uh, 15th. You know, most of the of the plays we gave you, Shea Lowry ended up finishing tied for 21st. He really had a nice day uh, Friday, Saturday. They really couldn't get anything going on on Sunday. But and Fidel finished tied for twenty eighth. So everyone, you know, we gave out on the show 
made the cut and finished basically in the top, uh, you know, 28. I mean, Finau never finished lower than 20, tied for 27th, and he finishes tied for 28th. Uh, I, I just, I'm upset because you know if you listen to the show, I love Cam Smith. And he, his form wasn't there for me. He was so good early on. We had him a bunch of times early on. We had a first-round leader for the tournament he won in January. We had him to win outright. We had both times he's won this year. And I just, he wasn't on my on my card for the reasons of coming into, to, you know, St. Andrews in not the greatest of form. And, and it's a mistake that I made that I won't make again because if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know how great we've done with golf picks and you know how much I love Camp Smith. And to think he's the kind of guy that, you know, the game can fit at St. Andrews. I just thought that he was going to have some issues, you know, kind of being wayward off the tee. And his putting, we know, is great. And, you know, 28 to 1, it's not like we missed out on a 50, 70, 80 to 1 guy. But I love Cam Smith. And I'm just frustrated that, uh, you know, I couldn't foresee this for you. Uh, we got a lot of golf left this year and a lot more money to be made. But what a run by Cam Smith. You feel for Rory was his... You know, he said it was the, you know, destiny and the good, the holy grail to win, you know, his the, the first major in nine years or, or uh, in eight years at St. Andrews and the 150th, cha- you know, year of the championship, the oldest championship in golf, the birthplace of golf. He will get another chance till he's, you know, almost 40 years old probably. Uh, and, and Rory, it looked like he was going to get it done. His Hovland faded and Rory ended up being Hovland by four. And Cam Smith being up by six. They were tied at 1,600 to enter the day. You know, Rory was six or four strokes up on Cam Smith. Could have got him at 10 to 1. I almost pulled the trigger on Cam Smith at 10 to 1. Because to me, he was the only one other than Rory that I thought could win. Not that I didn't think that Hovland had a chance. But I thought that Rory was going to win this thing. And if not Rory, Cam Smith. Uh, but we didn't pull the trigger. So... Uh, I will do better for you next time. I know you appreciate the golf plays I've given you all year long. Eight outrights. I mean, what more can I give you? And seven of those were pre-tournament outrights, plus all the top fives, top tens, and top twenties. Uh, all right, let's take a trip to the Motown betting window. It's brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers, and you can swing for the fences on Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook this week when you make a first-time deposit using code Derby. We got the home run derby coming up, guys and girls. And you can uh, get that using the code DERBY on the Baseball Home Run Derby. Sign up super easy. Go to the Bet Rivers online sportsbook app or visit BetRivers.com. Deposit 100 bucks to receive a free Bet Rivers bet for all the home runs hit at the Derby or deposit $250 and get the total home runs for the entire Derby as a free Bet Rivers bet. This offer is valid only through today. So download the Bet Rivers sport, uh, online sportsbook app today. Use the code DERBY, D-E-R-B-Y, when you make a first-time deposit. You can visit BetRivers.com to see all the latest odds, boosts, and promotions running this baseball season. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem. Call 800-270-7117. Didn't want to give you a programming note. I think I mentioned this last week. Uh, we are efforting our man James Pyatt, the US reigning USGA amateur champion who went to the Live Golf Tour, Revitary Turn Pro. Uh, his coach is a good friend of mine, BC, Brian Carnes. He will be on the show hopefully this week. But if not, in the next couple of weeks, a lot of things I want to talk to James about. You know, what went into the decision, you know, obviously to go to live. And of course, I, I know money is part of that. Uh, but to not want to, you know, stay on the PGA Tour and, and kind of work your way that way. There's a lot of things I want to talk to James uh, Pied about. And also, you know, how strong guys like Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, and others have come out against live and the comments that have been made about Greg Norman and Phil Mickelson. Uh, but also, I want to really focus on talking about James and just how great of a chance he has to be a really solid professional golfer 
uh, and hopefully it won't affect him being able to play in things like the Open Championship or the Masters or other things that he can qualify for or be able to get into down the road because he's playing for Liv. So look forward to talking with James Pyatt soon. Let's take a look at some lines here. And by the way, you know, this is that, that rare time of the year. My dad calls it the dead day of sports. No baseball. We got the home run derby tonight. We got the All-Star game, of course, tomorrow. We'll break that down on the terrific Tuesday edition of the show. Uh, but, you know, it's really, this is like the couple days a year where there's not really much going on. I know there's WNBA and, you know, you can bet stuff, uh, you know, overseas. But this is, a, you know, after baseball gets started up again, we're going to have that for a little while along with golf and, and tennis and, and some other things. Then it's football before we know it. And that is the best time you get football and then soon enough you have hockey and you got basketball and you got college basketball. It just is awesome. All right, let's take a look at some lines here. And of course, you could bet the Home Run Derby uh, and the All-Star Game at Bet Rivers. And I mentioned using code Derby for a first-time sign-up to get that free Bet Rivers bet on the Home Run Derby. Uh, so please check that out if you haven't signed up yet. And if you haven't, you're missing out because Bet Rivers has so many great boosts and promos and you know bonus matches and all the different stuff there. And live betting as well. So here are the odds for the Home Run Derby. We're going back to Los Angeles for the All-Star Game. Tinseltown, Pete Alonso, who we know is one of the great home run derby you know contestants ever. He's the favorite at plus 185. Kyle Schwarber, 3-1. to one. Ronald Acuna Jr. at 5-1. to one. Juan Soto, who just you know, allegedly turned down a ridiculous amount of money, was at $440 million and a new contract to the Nats. Uh, he's plus 550. Corey Seager, 8.5-1. to one. Julio Rodriguez, 10-1. to one. Jose Ramirez, 13-1. to one. And Albert Pujols, and probably his final home run derby, he is 18-1. to one. I'm going to tell you right now, I've got two plays for you. Do not take out Pujols. He's not going to win the home run derby. But I do want to mention before we get to the outright plays I have, I have two outright plays for you. you got to look at the way the bracket goes. Because, you know, I like to take guys on each side of the bracket so I could possibly have a matchup where I can't lose in the final. Uh, if I take three, obviously I'm going to try to do two on one side, one on the other, etc. You know, or, or vice versa. But you, you want to look at the bracket. So it's important when you're betting things like that, you know, where you have a bracket and only there's, you know, certain outcomes. Uh, you don't want to load up necessarily on one side. So when you look at, you know, the way that this thing could feed into each other, there's four matchups. Uh, that feed into the finals. Here is what we have, and I'm going to get into the lines for you. Um, when it comes to the matchup odds and when it comes to the futures, so you've got you know Schwarber as the one seed against Pujols, Soto is the four seed against Romero, so that those two will play in a round two matchup. The winners of those two, then Corey Seager and Rodriguez, and then Alonzo and Acuna Jr. Those two will play each other in round two, and then of course they will advance. Uh, you know, it's the one through five seeds that will advance on the top to the final and the three, uh, you know, six, I'm sorry, one, eight, four, and five, not one through five seeds. One uh, and eight and four and five seeds will be on the top half of the final and then three, six, two, and seven seeds will be on the bottom half of the final. So here is where we're at right now when it comes to the matchup odds. Soto versus Ramirez. Jose Ramirez, excuse me, Juan Soto, minus 182 at Bat Rivers and Ramirez is plus 145. Acuna Jr. and Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo, big favorite, minus 215 in uh, the first round matchup. Acuna Jr. plus 165. You know, a lot of times I like going against the favorites in these matchups. It's not an official play, but I consider the value there on Acuna Jr. Uh, if Alonzo's going to lose before the final, uh, it's probably in the first round. If he doesn't lose in the first round, he's probably going to be in the final. So there might be some value there with Acuna Jr. plus 165. Pujols 
and Schwarber. Schwarber, a massive favorite for a home run derby type. Think about it. It's 315. Pujols is plus 240. And in the final first round matchup, Julio Rodriguez and Corey Seager, it is basically almost an even split line here. Rodriguez minus 118. Seager minus 106. So back to the whole point that I made about the futures I have. I have two one-unit futures plays for you. And like I said, I'm going to take one guy on the top half of that bracket and one guy on the bottom half of the bracket. I don't like how short of odds Pete Alonso is. And I'm looking at Rodriguez for the Mariners. I think Rodriguez has some great value. And as I mentioned, you can get him at Bet Rivers at 9-1. to one. So I'm taking him for a unit play on the top half of the bracket. On the bottom half of the bracket with Schwarber, or excuse me, uh, that's the bottom half of the bracket. The top half of the bracket with Schwarber, Pujols, Soto, and Ramirez. Schwarber, I mean, he's the second favorite. You look at him getting, he's going to get to the second round. I think Pujols is going to be amazing if Pujols did. Uh, and of course, he's playing in his old park where he used to be an angel. And then and he knows it very well. Soto and Ramirez, um, you know, it's... Uh, it's, it's one of these things where this is the much tougher half to me. Uh, and by the way, I, I completely just blew that. It's, it came to Dodger Stadium. It's playing in the former city, not the stadium. It's not an Angel Stadium. Uh, but these matchups can be really tricky because you've got to find the value. And, and to me, Schwarber, is, there's not a ton of value there. Soto just allegedly turned on a ridiculous amount of money. I think there's going to be some extra motivation there. For him to kind of show it off and say, listen, you know, I'm worth this and I and, and just kind of get the just, you know, make a statement. So to me, the value on the top is with Juan Soto. You can get him at five and a half to one. So a one unit play on Juan Soto at five and a half to one and a one unit play on Julio Rodriguez uh, at nine to one. I like both those guys, one on the top, one on the bottom. That's how I'm betting the home run derby. And as I mentioned, of the matchups. The one I would consider is betting against Alonzo in the first round. You're getting pretty darn good value with Acuna Jr. at plus 165. Not an official play. Uh, whenever I tell you this, whenever I have an official play, I'm betting it myself. I, I might bet this, but it's not an official play on the show. But that is the one matchup I would look at in the first round. Uh, maybe throw a half unit on it uh, for value. I like Acuna Jr. to kind of upset the favorite uh, at plus 165. All right, that is a trip to the Motown betting window brought to you by our great friends at Bat Rivers. And coming up next, we'll continue uh, with the second edition of Michigan Mondays as we focus on both Michigan and Michigan State as we head towards the start of the college football season. Boy, I cannot freaking wait. We'll get into that coming up next right here on the Matic Monday, Michigan Monday edition of the Detroit CityCast brought to you by our great friends at Bat Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to sign up. Must be 21, playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 270 7117. Before we get into uh, this uh, latest edition of Michigan Mondays, just wanted to update you on the Tigers draft pick. They ended up taking uh, Jace Jung, who's the younger brother of uh, Rangers top prospect jo- uh, Josh Jung, second baseman out of Texas Tech. And here's what ESPN had to say about Jace Jung. 
Uh, he is, as I mentioned, the younger brother of Rangers uh, top prospect Josh Young, who also started Texas Tech, both Red Raiders. Jason has a similar draft profile, strong build, excellent college stats, some untapped power, and questions about his defensive future. While Jace will never likely win any gold gloves at second or third base, his left-handed bat, we know the Tigers need that, should play just fine at either position. This is why uh, they feel like the Tigers took him at that spot, 12 overall in the first round. We're at a point in the draft where college hitters are the most available group, and the Tigers have a history of liking players who have a history of big conference performance with their early picks. John hit 328 with a 1.116 uh OPS during his three years playing in the Big 12 at Texas Tech and still has room for some upside, especially with a similar draft day profile to his brother who's developed into one of the best hitting prospects in baseball. So there's the newest Tiger, Jace Jung. And at the top of the draft, a little bit of a surprise. I guess either player could have gone one or two, Jackson Holiday or Drew Jones, the younger uh, or the son of five-time Major League Baseball star Andrew Jones. Uh, but the Orioles take Jackson Holiday, the shortstop out of Stillwater High School in Oklahoma. D-backs take Drew Jones out of Wesleyan High School in Georgia, uh, one of my old stopping grounds. How about Kumar Rocker? Obviously, uh, Tigers fans definitely are, or Tigers fans, Wolverine fans are definitely uh, familiar with him from his days with Vanderbilt. The Rangers get him number third. Uh, the Pirates take Tamir, Tamir Johnson, uh, second baseman out of Mays High School in Georgia. A lot of good talent, by the way, in Georgia in this draft. And the Nationals take Elijah Green. He was kind of a guy that could go top five or might have fallen to where the Tigers were. And a lot of comparisons to Acuna Jr., of course, uh, from Elijah Green, the center fielder out of IMG Academy in Florida. All right, Michigan Monday time. Of course, Spartans start uh, on September 2nd, Friday night against Western Michigan. We'll get to their current spread, any movement in just a minute. The Wolverines in the game, of course, I'll be out. I'll be Wolverine game, at least at home this year. Maybe some road games as well. With my man Dan Serlin, my road partner for Wolverine action. Uh, they will start at noon on Saturday, September 3rd against Colorado State, as I mentioned, six Fridays, Saturdays away. By the way, programming note for myself, uh, if you are a fan of listening to my WHMI High School Football Game of the Week with Ryan Woolley and Lawton Lutz, we have our new girl Emily Maroney as our sideline reporter, my man Rich Renko. Uh, first uh, day of the season, our, our first broadcast, will be a doubleheader for the first time ever. The night game will be 7 o'clock at Pickney, and I believe it's Pickney and Fowlerville. Uh, that's going to be the night game. The day game will be at noon at Michigan Stadium. Dearborn, Forts, and Robert Sala's old school against Brighton. Two really good football teams that cannot wait to call that game. Last time I called a game at Michigan Stadium uh, was when I was in college calling Eastern Michigan versus Michigan. Uh, in 1998, Jermaine Sheffield scored the first points uh, ever for Eastern against Michigan. I think they've been outscored 100 and like five to nothing over the five or six times they had played going back to the early 1900s, and I'll never forget calling the game in the in the broad you know in the booth, and I lo- I think I I was yelling so loud that like it uh, you know the the volume or uh, the the broadcast uh, completely like uh, you know peaked and started you know just making crazy sounds because I was I was going so nuts and I ended up bringing my dad up to the press box for halftime. And I remember my dad's, you know, much very jovial guy, but much calmer than me, not nearly as crazy. And he was so blown away by it. You know, he went to Michigan and uh, has been a huge Michigan fan his whole life. We've had our state season tickets since like the 40s, uh, in section uh, three, row 57. Um, but so I brought him up there and I did a little halftime interview with my dad. And I'm like, so dad, what, do you, what is it like for you up here? He's like, oh, this is really this is amazing. It's really cool. Like he was just so blown away, he could barely talk. Uh, but it'll be great to be out there 
my man Lawton Lutz on the first game, and I'll be with Ryan Woolley on the night game. So please tune in, 93.5 WHMI. Uh, and they're also putting me, Lawton, and Ryan on the side of the box that rocks for all remotes. That should be a lot of fun uh, going forward. Uh, but that will be Michigan against Colorado State noon on Saturday, September 3rd. As I mentioned, we'll get to the lines, uh, you know, the updated Big Ten action as far as futures are concerned and win totals. But a couple things I wanted to mention here. ESPN just did a ranking college football's 40 most impactful transfers over the last five years. Of course, you know, Joe Burrow, number one. It's obvious. Jalen Hurts, number two. Justin Fields, number three. Uh, Caleb Williams, number four. And Jordan Addison, uh, number five. The wide receiver that went from Pittsburgh to USC. Jameson Williams, by the way, newest, one of the newest Lions from Ohio State to Bama. That was number six. But how about Michigan State? They come in at number eight. Kenneth Walker the third, of course, went from Wake Forest to Michigan State and uh, now in the NFL. Uh, Ken- Kenneth Walker, top 10 transfers, uh, you know, since the pizza portal's been opening in the last five years. And Michigan State, a lot of great transfers on defense this year. We definitely break, you know, the rosters down as we go forward on these uh, Michigan Mondays here on the Detroit CityCast. And for the Wolverines, they did make the top 40 list a couple times. Uh, the first time is at number 15, offensive lineman Victor Oluwatami, or Timi, excuse me, went from Virginia to Michigan, and of course, uh, was one of the three finalists for the Remington Trophy last year, started all 12 games uh, for Virginia at center, and then Michigan lost center Andrew Vistardis this offseason to graduation, and Otami's coming in at a perfect time for the Wolverines, so there you go. This guy was a Remington uh, Trophy finalist last year and comes into the Wolverines to try to, you know, solidify the offensive line. So that's number 15. But then you go further down the list. This is the other way, though. Zach Charbonnet-Savignon from Michigan to UCLA. That comes in at number 22. Those are the three uh, rankings for either Michigan or Michigan State in this top 40 list of the best or most impactful transfers uh, over the last five years. And let's update where we're at. With this, the week one games first uh, for both Michigan and Michigan State, as I mentioned, the Spartans will open up on Friday night against Western Michigan. And this line has moved a point since last week. There have, you know, the high majority of the money right now on spread and money line is on Michigan State, but we're seeing some action on Western Michigan, a little more than we had seen. But the line, of course, is moving in Michigan State's favor. It was 17.5, now it's 18.5. Uh, at Bet Rivers, uh, minus 10, uh, 110 each way. Spartans minus $1,250 of the money line. Uh, 98% of the money, of course, is on that. Uh, Western Michigan plus 650. I'm sure there'll be some Western Michigan grads that throw a few bucks on the, the Broncos money line. Uh, and then the total, 54.5, is kind of is where it's been for the last several weeks. The over is minus 112. The under is minus 108. And then as far as the Wolverines are concerned, that'll be a noon game, as I mentioned, on September 3rd, Saturday, September 3rd. This line is uh, basically the same as it was the last few weeks. Michigan minus 27.5. We've seen a little more juice on the Wolverines. We have the majority of the, actually the spread money on Colorado State uh, and the majority of the over money, uh, on the, or the majority of the, the total money on the over. Michigan minus 118 minus the 27.5. The Colorado State Rams plus 25.5 minus 103. The total 59.5 over minus 104, under minus 118. But we, as I mentioned, we have a lot of money 
on the over as it stands. Let's take a look at some of the futures odds here. Start with the Heisman Trophy. C.J. Stroud, of course, the favorite, plus 175. Bryce Young, plus 350. Caleb Williams, plus 750. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, uh, 10 to 1. And Trayvon Henderson is 16 to 1. But let's talk about the Wolverines and the Spartans on this list. And you've got the quarterbacks. It starts with J.J. McCarthy, who we don't know is going to be the starter yet at Michigan. Could it be Cade? Could it be J.J.? He is, though, 70 to 1. Uh, listed way above uh, Cade McNamara, and obviously that will change if he's not named the starter. Cade McNamara is still uh, sitting around 100 to one right now at Bat Rivers, and so, uh, by, so, so by the way, is Peyton Thorne. So you've got Peyton Thorne and Cade McNamara floating around at about 100 to one right now at Bat Rivers. Uh, we've seen uh, a little bit of a move on Peyton Thorne. I've seen it at 100, I've seen it at 90, I've seen it at 80, 85, and then back to 100. So there has been some money coming in on Peyton Thorne. But right now, as I mentioned, you've got Cade McNamara, don't know if he's going to be the starter, 100 to 1. J.J. McCarthy, 70 to 1. And you do have uh, Peyton Thorne at 80 to 1 right now at Bet Rivers. So that is where we're at with the Heisman Trophy odds. Let's take a look at the NCAA title odds right now. Here on this Michigan Monday, uh, Michigan is fifty to one. The favorite, of course, Bama and Ohio State. Bama plus one fifty. The Buckeyes plus two fifty. Georgia four to one. Clemson twelve to one. USC, Texas A and M at twenty to one. Wolverines fifty to one right now. They are the same odds as Texas, Oregon, uh, and right above Utah and Wisconsin and Penn State at sixty to one. Then the Spartans got to go all the way down to the thirties. And you got the Spartans at 150 to 1. They're behind Tennessee, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Minnesota. And then the same odds as Washington, NC State, South Carolina, Texas Tech, West Virginia, BYU, Iowa State, Cincinnati, Wake Forest, TCU, UCLA, Boston College, and Auburn. All the same odds as the Spartans. We have not seen much of a move on that. Uh, we did talk with my man Troy Mocker, the senior manager for content strategy at Bet Rivers last week. Please listen to that show if you haven't. And talking about some of the futures money, not anything really negligible on the Spartans. We have seen a buddy, they did see a lot of futures money on the, the Wolverines so far. And just to go over, if you missed that show last week, and like I said, please listen to it if you can. But there were some interesting numbers on what we've got when it came to Big Ten winner. Uh, and national championship winner. So Michigan 50 to 1, they got 3.1% of the money and 2% of the bets. That's good for like 6 overall. So they I mean, Michigan's a very public bet team. The Spartans though, they're getting 1% of the money and 1.1% of the bets. Here's your Big 10 winner odds. Buckeyes of course huge favorite minus 230, 88% of the money, 62% of the bets. Wolverines your second favorite 8 and a half to 1. They are getting 4% of the money and 10% of the bets. Uh the only team that's ahead of that is Penn State. They are getting they're 13 to 1. They're getting 5% of the money and 13% of the bets. Spartans 27 to 1 to win the Big Ten. Just 1% of the money and 7.2% of the bets so far. And then to win the Big Ten East, Buckeyes are, of course, an even bigger favorite. Uh, they are minus 500, 8.1% of the money, 13% of the bets on Ohio State. Michigan, 51% of the money. They're the third favorite at plus 650. 38% of the bets, head and shoulders above everyone else. Penn State, the third favorite, uh, or excuse me, the, the Penn State's the second favorite overall at 6-1. to one. Uh, But when it comes to money, they're getting the fourth most, or the third most money 
they're getting 18% of the money, 19% of the bets. Michigan State, surprisingly to some maybe, 16 to 1. 22% of the money, 25% of the bets. They are the second bet team, most bet team on both money and bets, total tickets at Bet Rivers. And the Michigan State win total, 7.5, over 92% of the money, 42% of the bets. The Michigan State over 7 is the 27th most wagered on win total by money at Bet Rivers. We will definitely be tracking that to see exactly what is going to happen with that line. If it's going to keep getting more and more money on it, if we're going to see any two-way action on the under, if the Sharps are coming in, because that to me, obviously we talked to Troy Mocker about this, it, it, the feeling he has is that is from a lot of Spartan fans. And of course, Bet Rivers has a big footprint in, um, in Michigan and the Midwest. Uh, but there could be some sharp money closer to the season that maybe takes the under, and we'll see if that line moves at all. By the way, got to mention my boys from, from uh, Ypsilanti, the alma mater, Eastern Michigan, their win total, six and a half. The over, remember they're coming off of four bowl games in six years. Uh, six and a half over plus 125, under minus 159 right now for the Eastern Michigan Eagles. Chris Creighton, of course, still there, keeping the dream alive. And... When it comes to the Wolverines, and see, this is the, the tricky thing about Michigan. Because Michigan's always going to have some inflated numbers at times. Like 50 to 1, it seems reasonable after going to the playoff last year, but they lost so many play- pieces on defense, and the offense could be great. But 50 to 1, it probably should be more like 60, 65 to 1 as, as it stands right now. But when you look at the win totals, and I'm going to go through Michigan's schedule here briefly for you in a minute. When you look at the win totals, those tend to be inflated as well when it comes to the Spart- the, the Wolverines. And you've got to be you've got to be careful with that because as you know what I've told you about in this show, it's all about value. And it's just very important that you understand that even if you're a big Michigan fan, you don't want to just bet with your heart. You want to be, you know, careful and, and smart about it. Sometimes it's just not worth pulling the trigger. Because the lines, unfortunately, are just, there's too much going on, uh, you know, steam-wise to make it worth it for you to take the Spartans, or the, the Wolverines, excuse me, uh, in a win total bet. Because we're seeing we're seeing it right now at 9.5. And, and to me, uh, it's, it's one of these things where you've got to be, you know, can Michigan get to 10 wins? Of course they can. But I just think that they're, I think that it's it's way too inflated for me to make a wager on it right now. I want to see the quarterback's going to be. I want to see what I'm hearing out of camp. So to me, it's very important to maybe wait on this one. Sometimes you want to maybe take the Spartans over now. Uh, if you're, if you're, I'm sorry, the Spartans under now if you're you know wanting to bet against where the crowd is. But you got to be careful about the, the Wolverines because that line, you know, it could end up going down. And it's 9.5 over minus 118, under minus 107. Could it get down to 9? It's possible. You might see, you know, the over get, you know, really cheap for you. And, and looking at the schedule, we talked about this last week. Michigan should be 4-0 with the four home games to start the season. Then it's about at Iowa, home against Penn State, home against the Spartans, and at Ohio State. I think they are probably going to lose two of those games. So 10 is a reasonable number. But, you know, Nebraska, we'll see. Is Nebraska going to improve this year? 
you know, Iowa's definitely a winnable game, but it's on the road, and we know what's happened in the past with the Wolverines in those pink locker rooms in Iowa City. I think Michigan's going to easily beat Indiana on the road, easily beat Rutgers, beat Illinois at the big house. So to me, that, that number is good, but I, I mean, I think you might be able to get nine and a half over closer to even money. And if for some reason it does go to 10, it might be 10 plus 115. And there's much more value there because obviously the push comes into play if they just go 10 and 2. But is it possible the Wolverines could go 11 and 1? Absolutely. Uh, so we'll, we'll monitor that for you. No official play on that at all right now, of course. Uh, but it, it's one of those things where I think that that win total is, is reasonable. But based on how much they lost on defense and you look at the schedule, should the win total be 9, not 9.5? Probably so, uh, but that's the Wolverines. That's how that's how it goes. So uh, we'll continue to monitor where the, the the Wolverines and the Spartans win totals go. But to me, right now, and I'm not going to you know do my official selection until right before the season starts on what I think Michigan's going to do, what Michigan State's going to do. We got to see who the quarterback is to start this team or start for this team. I think the offense is going to be great. It's the defense. I mean, losing Ojabo, losing Hutchinson, losing Dax Hill. I mean, a lot of pieces gone on that defense. You know, losing the coordinator. Is it going to be a good enough defense that if the offense is keeping them in games, the defense get the stops they need? That could be a problem. And Michigan obviously had such a great defense last year, and the offense could be a problem at times. This year, you know, this coming year could be the absolute opposite. Uh, so right now, that is where the Wolverines are at with nine and a half, Spartans at seven and a half. All right, that's going to do it for us here today on the Manic Monday slash Michigan Monday edition of the Detroit City Guests. I mentioned coming up on the Tuesday show, we'll grade the Tigers in the first half of the season. Uh, we'll look forward to the Major League Baseball All-Star game. I'm going to be my official selection uh, and prediction on that one uh, coming up from Dodger Stadium Tuesday night. And like I said, do not forget about that. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, that great promo they're doing right now, use the code uh, promo code DERBY to deposit 100 bucks, and you get a you know a, a free Bet Rivers bet for uh, the home runs in the home run derby or the $250 you deposit and you get uh, the total home runs for the entire derby as a free bet rivers bet so please check that out it's only good until today so if you want to get involved with bet rivers make that deposit that first time deposit and use code derby at bet rivers on the app or the website all right until next time keep reaching for the stars believe in the dream dan leach the fine squatch out